0: Uh, So my name is Russ McCumber. I am General Manager and Co-Founder of Impressive Digital USA. So we are a a global digital marketing agency. We've got an office uh, in Melbourne, Australia, and in Austin, in Texas, in the States. Um, We've been around for about five years. And we're basically, um, we're a performance marketing agency, but with a a very strong content focus. So we've got an in-house content team of of full-time copywriters, video editors, design team, um, what we focus on for our clients. So we work with um, lots of retail and e-commerce clients and also lots of uh, professional services, um, B2B, SaaS, tech-type clients. They're kind of our two key types of, of businesses that we work with. Um, and we help acquire traffic and conversion of that traffic. But I guess the thing is, it all starts with, you know, outside of having clearly the number one thing is have a really good product, but then, you know, being able to tell people about that product, you know, in an effective way Articulate way, you know, content is is what really uh, impacts the strength of of the campaigns that we run. So, hence, why we have our own teams in house to to help develop that content to make sure it's going to appeal to to audiences.
1: Awesome. Thanks for the introduction, uh, Raj. And um, how did you get like um, how did you get started? How did you get into content marketing and decided yep. this is the path that you want to pursue?
0: Yeah. So I've been in and around marketing for close to 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I started as a copywriter myself personally. So um, I was writing, um, you know, website copy and magazine copy and doing journalist journalistic writing back in the sort of early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, and also ran, I was head of marketing for my own event agency. So um, everything from outdoor ads to the first sort of online ads for our business to, you um, yeah, all sorts of different bits of marketing messaging. Um, so that was my sort of start into content marketing. Back in the day, I used to write for the events that we ran. I used to have a lot of fun just writing like a description about who was, you know, the, the DJs or the bands that we're going to be playing and and just having some fun with it and getting a bit creative and, you know, putting that into, into different magazines and online mm-hmm. and, and seeing people react to that. That was where I kind of realised first that um, I've always loved writing, but I realised mm-hmm. that, you know, good quality copy is kind of the, for me, it's the foundation of, of all strong marketing. It's a good, the best marketers, in my opinion, I shouldn't say this, it's, but I, I feel like the best marketers are good copywriters. It's a really good place to start because video and, and everything else that comes off the back of that really starts right. with a simple message.
1: That's right. That's right. So, um, you are a you are you were a copywriter. I get you are still writing these days. Yeah. Um because it's kind yeah. of like a yeah, it's it's your hobby, it's your um uh, inspiration for a lot of things you do. Um yeah. and then so um how like talk, let let's talk about um today like um walk us through uh for example, can you walk us through um what is your process for creating mm-hmm. value for your clients um, if a client um, first for example approached you and asked for your help to grow their businesses um, to yep. grow their business for example what is the very first thing you do with them
0: yep first thing I want to do is, is just understand their product and understand their customers mm. um, actually now the first thing I want to do is I, like if I, I think if you're going to write good copy and if you're going to really be able to because content creation when you're creating for, as an agency, for yeah. a brand, like it can only be done really well if you, if you can really get inside that brand and really kind of understand what motivated, what motivates the founders or the marketing team to provide that product. Like that's, that's kind of the starting point because tone of voice starts there. It starts in the way that the internal people feel about it and that's just what gets reflected out. So I think, you know, pretty deep discovery into, into who, you know, either the marketing team or the founder if they're still around to, to get a feel for why the product exists then obviously moving from there into the product itself and then into the customers and, and you know, the problems that that product solves for customers. Um, once we've got a good, good understanding there, post-discovery stage, as an, an SEO agency, um, you know, we, we, look at, we look at content pillars, we look at a full content strategy and make sure that we're letting, um, you know, if, it is, if there is search for a particular product, then we want to make sure that we're, we're starting with a good foundation of, of strong online copy and content then you're repurposing that across other different channels so often um you know a business will come to us and they'll go hey we've we've got this this product it's amazing um we've got all all our competitors are doing video so we need to do video can you help us with that and rather than just go "Yep, of course we can do that because we've got an in-house video production team that can help with that it's more okay let's take a step back let's understand who you are who the product is who your customers are what content strategy you've got in place now already um there might be a bunch of content we can just repurpose for video we don't need to you know recreate stuff Mm -hmm. uh, you know reinvent the wheel on the fly so it's really for us it's starting with that sort of content strategy into seo Mm -hmm. and then from there moving into video and you know whatever you know whether it's podcasts or any other type of webinars Mm -hmm. we can help people either help them produce it or we can point them in the direction of people who can produce it and then we will build the campaigns to um to acquire the traffic from that content
1: Cool. Thanks for explaining that, Rush. Um, I, I guess it's e- easier for companies or for brands that are uh, kind of like already have some history, is a little bit established, right? They have some data mm-hmm. point to look back. Uh, what about startups? Uh, what about like a new brand? Um, yeah. and, and they're just looking at like they, they, they're trying really hard to make it work, but they don't really necessarily have a lot of data to really know who are there. Uh, customer persona if you will how do you help yep. them um, to really develop content marketing properly
0: yeah well again it's i mean every business starts somewhere so it's, mm-hmm. it's it can be a lot of fun working with a you know with a, a startup that's got some funding and that has got a founder who's still very much entrenched in it and quite often that can be a better place to start as a content agency because you've got literally the energy from the source rather mm-hmm. than from a marketing team that's a few years removed from you know why that product's been started so um, there, there's benefits to that, you know. And in terms of helping the founder communicate, okay, well, here's why I created this. Here's the people, you know, I had this problem, and here it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that gives us, you know, a good foundation to, you know, either help them build our personas or look at, okay, what sort of tools are out there for us to figure out is there an actual demand for this? You know, we're we using Google Trends, we're we using, um, you know, keyword research that um, we're using any type of social listening across social to mm-hmm. figure out if people are actually talking about this, if if the problems that this product solves are actually out there. Um, I will say I've I've worked with a number of, no, I haven't. We've had a number of brands come to us with an idea for what they think is a great, you know, a great product for the market. Um, I'm doing a bit of due diligence at our end. We've kind of felt that, okay, well, we don't actually see it at this point. That's, Mm. you know, and we'd probably um, rather work with brands that we can see that there's a strong product that actually market for it as opposed to just going, yeah, that's amazing. I can see that would work and here, give us all your money and we'll we'll, we'll create stuff for you. Much, much better for longer-term relationships and also it just helps us sleep at night if we can actually just work with people that we believe in and that we feel um, through our own research as well as their own are actually building a product that that meets the needs of of an audience, of a market, and can be profitable.
1: That's 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 uh, really well said, and uh, I respect that. Um, I have a lot of respect for that because essentially, at the end of the day, you're looking at um, clients, a customer that you can become their growth partner. You can become yeah. their thought partner, right? Um, yeah. And and you have a very clear um, data to back your strategies. How you can get them to the next level um, through content marketing.
0: Hundred percent. And I also just think that like. If you take a short-term view to these things, I'll just take cash and Mm -hmm. like, it's a long career. I've been doing this a long time. I've still got people that I dealt with, you know, 10, 12 years ago who will just all of a sudden I'll get a referral and someone will go, oh, hey, I was still talking to so-and-so who you worked with here in 2010 and they Mm -hmm. said, you're a great guy and, you know, really honest and that's been able to help build, you know, build myself a a really long career and help the businesses that I've worked with just by having that that sort of long-term approach.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. So um, also, um, one of the I I think, um, let's, let's, let's step back a little bit. Um, Can you also explain uh, and walk us through your kind of like a process for helping your clients to um, generate, essentially increase um, conversion, and also build loyalty um, with with the customer that are already converted into their into their funnel? Um, sure. true content sure. marketing.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I guess the from a you know increasing conversion perspective, if we, if we start there, we've got a conversion rate optimization team who can do amazing things um, in terms of you know building out uh, you know UX pathways and plans on sites and and making sure that we're actually ticking all the right boxes. The starting point when you're looking at, at CRO is not. Um, actually, let me take a step back. People think about you know optimising conversions is like, you know, lots of science, lots of data and that sort of thing. So, you know, we'll put on some heat maps, we'll run a bunch of experiments and and we'll see what happens, which is definitely part of it. But um, I think, you know, a really good CRO already has a list of best practice things that they would like for any product, whether it's a a retail product for consumers or whether it's a B2B product for, for businesses. There is a good CRO marketer has a a strong list of, okay, well, we need to have, um, you know, on a product page, for example, there needs to be a really clear image. There needs to be a video explainer for a SaaS business. There needs to be, you know, a call to action, um, a sort of bank of calls to action, as opposed to just having them flipped all over the page because people like to know where does the action happen. Okay, you can book a demo here or you can read reviews or you can do that sort of thing. So as a starting point, it's, it's a bit of an audit on what, you know, what a current client's content on their site is, um, you know, how it sits. And then what are some best practice tips we can just implement straight away for quick wins. Um, Once we've done that, obviously we're looking at things like, you know, numbers for, you know, the current conversions, make sure the conversions are set up properly. Um, And then there's lots of tools like Hotjar, Google Optimize and the like, where we can start to build out those experiments and we can start to make some assumptions based on experience. So based on our UX team going, well, within the fashion vertical, We found that uh, these, you know, these sustainability pages, because people are getting really, really um, sensitive to the whole fast fashion and the way that it's, you know, what it's contributing to the earth. So, you know, those sustainability pages are really, really really, really, um, important. So what Mm -hmm. are we doing? Do we we have a a section on sustainability um, and, you know, ethical sourcing and that sort of thing? Do we actually have some practices that back that up, which becomes a deeper conversation beyond the content? But um, mm-hmm. just helps us use that experience, that industry experience, to go. Okay, what well, is going to be important? Then once we've got that page, what are we actually doing with it to create? This is where it starts to get into that advocacy and that loyalty piece. You know, where you're using email marketing and the like through your content to mm-hmm. to keep people engaged and to keep you know sharing that message um, of you know what, what's important to your brand. That's also important to your to your customers.
1: Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and and also um. For e-commerce, for e-commerce brands, for example, Mm. I know you work with a fair amount of of your clients uh, that are e-commerce. So for e-commerce, what's let's say if they have limited budgets and um, at the same time, they probably have different kind of like the goals, if you will, uh, objectives, Um, Mm -hmm. should they focus more like how should they distribute? I guess my question is, how should they distribute the marketing efforts going into generating traffic, more traffic versus acquiring the right kind of customer um, or increase the customer lifetime value um, if they have a limited kind of like a budget, uh, how should they prioritize them?
0: That's a good question. And I guess it, it, it probably depends on the the size of the market, the average order value that they're dealing with, the potential growth for that market, and the ROI that you can get on paid traffic coming through. I think all of it starts with like just good content. So we have lots of startups come to us with a limited amount. They'll say, okay, we've only got, $10,000 or $20,000, um, hmm. we, we, we don't have any traffic to our site yet, um, can you just shoot some traffic at our site? And our first, you know, our first questions are, are after we figured out you know, the founder and, and you know, the product and the customers, hmm. uh, you know, what's, what's in the creative bank right now? What, what content have you got? Assets, <laughs> video, copy, that sort of stuff. And if the answer is nothing, then okay, cool, take that 10 grand and create content first. There's not much use as paying for a heap of traffic, getting it to your site, and your site just doesn't weigh up. Your competitive sites have, have got, you know, amazing experience videos. They've, got, they've spent a lot of money with proper video production doing, you know, unboxing and the like on YouTube, where they're getting rid of the followings. Um, content, it really needs to be that starting point first before you start looking at acquiring traffic at, at, at volume, especially in a competitive market. So mm. if you think about, you know, this is who we are, this is who we're going up against, do an audit yourself on what mm. their content looks like, on what channels they're on, what types of content they're putting out there, how long have they been producing that content? How often do they get that content out? Mm. These are the questions you need to have. It's like, um, they're, they're really the basic ingredients that you need to have before a digital marketing campaign can work.
1: Awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Raj. Um, and and um, let's talk about the quality of the content. Um, so, so, so I can imagine you work with many clients um, and you also have, um, like you said, you have the in-house teams of writers, copywriters, um, probably SEO consultants, and and other mm-hmm. people. And then at some point, you work with your clients. Um, you become you work with the marketing team or marketing person as well. So, what is your process for uh, making sure that the quality of the content being created is is there um, between these people?
0: Yeah. Um... Starting point, I mean, obviously, knowing that the brand's got a, a brand style guide and a tone of voice, like those two things documented, at the very least, helps us make sure we're aligned on what they want their customers to see and look and, and to feel. So that's kind of the real starting point. We, we do occasionally get startup brands. Actually, we've had some some quite established brands come to us and they're like, oh, the website, that's our brand style guide. Okay, cool. Let's Let's... let's Take that apart and let's really make sure we're clear on this because if we don't align on that now mm-hmm. it's going to waste a heap of time and a heap of your money creating stuff that doesn't align with what you want so um that's kind of the starting point from a just alignment perspective mm-hmm. uh from a quality perspective you know good, good content wins I, that's a tough one I, i'm outside of having a good look at the competitive landscape and figuring out you know what what level what tone your competitors are going going with? What types of, of content they're creating? Um, I don't know how to answer that. Good content wins. You know if it's if it's if it's poorly written, if it's um, you know if it's, <laughs> if it's dodgy pixelated video, then it's it's not going to do very well. Like people have mm-hmm. a very high standard. People's internet speeds are you know mega high around the world now. So if you put some if you put your worst foot forward in terms of imagery, video, if you've got poor copywriting um, going out you're going to lose. So um, I think it's just more aligning on those standard, standards with the client and mm-hmm. then maybe, you know, expressing our, um, having. A, it's more about just having a, a very candid, a radically candid, I love radical candor, mm-hmm. a radically candid relationship with your client where you can go, okay, I know you love that piece of video content, but based on what we're seeing from your competitors and the level they're going at it, this is not going to cut it. We can pump some ad spend behind this, but people are gonna scroll straight past it on their feed. So it's us using our knowledge of what's quality is, sharing that with our client, being really candid about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Thanks for, for uh, explaining that, Raj. And um, one more question I have for you um, is that, from working with um, a lot of writers, um, content creators and clients out there, what do you see that's the number one mistakes they make um, in their process that, that can help them to make the content become more pr- um, effective?
0: Uh, poor briefing, mm-hmm. just, just, just really poor briefing is where like, like a copywriter can only write, can only produce content this the same for video, for anything else, really. They can only produce content as as strong as the brief given to them. Mm. So, you know, if you if your briefing process, so we've got a quite a stringent briefing process where there's a bunch of questions, there's a, a form, then there's a um, you know, depending on how complex the product is, the, our content lead or the copywriter or the video producer will then also run through the details that have been submitted into that form and just make sure we've got a firm understanding. Show some examples of what we feel um, they're saying. When they say we want it to pop, that could mean so many different things. So that would be a phone call. Let's say, Sophie, you said that. I'd make sure, okay, I'll get get Sammy, he hits up our video production. He'll get on a call with you and go, okay, when you say pop, here's some examples of other stuff we've done. Do you mean like this? Do you mean like that? Like, where are we? Oh, so you meant like that. Okay, cool. I'm aligned on that. I can say like this brand. So it's really about really firm brief, a really firm thorough briefing and then and a, I guess, like a post discovery, just an understanding call to make sure that we are on the right track. Because where copywriters, video producers, wherever you get it wrong is, is usually, from my experience, where they've just been given poor instructions and mm. they've been left to their own devices a bit too much, where it's like the, it's a vague brief oh, cool, well, I'm going to write it like this. And it's not what the client wanted. Mm.
1: I see. That's yeah. That's that's a good advice. Um and and, um also um for one one last uh, question I have for you, um yeah. and we'll invite you back on uh, on our upcoming content marketing virtual summit. Um so so um I'm seeking um advice for say um SaaS or tech uh, brands and um they essentially trying to um increase their lifetime value. Yeah, They're trying cool. to build uh, brand loyalty and increase the lifetime value um, through content marketing. Um, what are some of the bad practices you um, can advise for these kind of company?
0: Um, I'm going to point you towards two people that I follow who I think are the best in it. Chris Walker from mm. Refine Labs in mm. Boston. Guitardo Donati from um, Next Diva in mm. Florida. Those two guys, like, they're just on point in terms of building brand awareness that creates demand for the long-term. Mm-hmm. Lots of what they talk about is about, um, I mean, it's just, it's podcasts, it's videos, it's, um, you know, it's virtual roundtables, it's it's webinars that actually add value with people that, that you know, that people want to hear about, um, people whose stories they want to hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I think if, if you're a B2B brand, a SaaS brand, and you're not creating regular content that is mm. useful, that solves the problems of your products, mm. um, then you're, you're losing out.
1: Yep. Thanks for your advice and, and insight and your time today, Raj. It's been pretty helpful having you here.
0: No worries. Thanks, Sophie. I appreciate it.